The only school that teaches you about money is the school of hard knocks. Until now. You need to learn this business, and this is the time to do it. Become an insider. So you have to know the rules before you get in the game. Welcome to the Money MBA Podcast. Oh, have I got your attention now? Where you'll learn how to be a master of money. There's so many ways to make money today. Let me show you in two seconds flat why the rich get richer and the poor get poor. Now here's your host, Jonathan Katsmita. Welcome to another episode of the Money MBA Podcast. Today's guest is none other than Mr. John McAfee. John comes to us from an undisclosed location and was a little short on time. Nonetheless, I'm extremely grateful for him fitting me in and sharing some of the information he did, including his thoughts on the 2020 presidential election for which he's announced his candidacy for the Libertarian Party. Of course, we talk about cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, privacy, technology, uh, the government. And for me, one of the things I was most interested in getting his opinion on is really sovereignty and freedom overall, which I believe is a big aspect of cryptocurrencies and certainly, in my opinion, a big aspect of John's message. So I hope you enjoy this interview with none other than John McAfee. John McAfee, welcome to the Money MBA podcast. It's an absolute pleasure for me to have you on. Uh, thank you for taking the time today. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me on. I'm very happy to be here. So many exciting things to talk to you about. Um, philosophically, I think um, there's so many things I, I share with you as far as where we're going in the, in the crypto space, as far as um, the government role in that. And speaking of government, just recently, you have announced your candidacy for the 2020 presidential uh, race. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I have. I, I ran uh, in 2016 on the Libertarian Party. I'm running on the Libertarian Party again. Um, I have no intention of being president. That's what anybody thinks. So if anybody thinks I could be president, then, you know, as I said before, <laughs> uh, move out of your mom's basement and see the real world. So. But no, I just want I just want the uh, the national stage like I had the last time, so I can talk about uh, what I see the problems in America to be more fundamental problems that people aren't talking about. And what are some of those core fundamental issues that you you'd like to voice? Well, I, I think that <clears throat> America has fallen into that trap that so many empires or governments or uh, extraordinarily powerful nations fall into, and that is uh, they're allowing this thing called national security, whatever that really fucking means, um, to uh, create a barrier between what's really happening and, and what we know. Um, the CIA, the NSA, the 14 uh, uh, other covert agencies, including the, the Army Intelligence, Navy Intelligence, Air Force Intelligence, um, they don't even brief the president. I mean, if we had aliens in America, the president would never know hmm. why the president is there for four years, eight max. And these are all career people who've been around for uh, 20, 30 or 40 years or more. Um, so the, the covert agencies control everything. Uh, they're able to burst into homes with search warrants that have things like uh, we cannot tell you why because of national security. 
uh, or, or what have you. Uh, they are a, a, a government unto themselves, so their own funding uh, mechanisms, like the, the DEA selling drugs, obviously. Um, and what's worse is their own idea of what's best for America. Well, that's why we have presidents and representatives to decide that, not the covert agencies. Right. So this is the fundamental problem. Now, you've, you've kind of put it uh, succinctly before, in my opinion, um, by quoting, and I forget the, um, the gentleman, but um, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And when it comes to government, corruption is, is something I think we're all well aware exists. Do you have any ideas or suggestions on a way that, you know, potentially we can make their power less significant so there's, there's less corruption in government? Any thoughts on that? I don't know. I mean, not as long as people run governments. Um, <coughs> governments are just reflections of individuals. I mean, when, when people become angry as individuals, you might get a bloody nose and then make up afterwards. Um, when governments become angry, uh, war breaks out and, and, and millions of people can die. You know, when, when people get greedy uh, and eat all the turkey at Thanksgiving, you don't invite them next year. When governments become greedy, they take whatever they can. I mean, they're just reflections of the, the individual uh, human condition. Um, so what we need to do is you can't fix that condition, but you can minimize its impact in government by making the government nothing more than a servant, which is what it started out to be, for heaven's sake, right. and went from servant, servant to master. Uh, and a very harsh master. I mean, uh, America has been the most powerful country in the world for 50 years. Uh, and you tell me that has not corrupted us. It has. Now, when we were talking before, I, I asked the question, how would you kind of define sovereignty? And Do you think that this change has happened so gradually and so strategically over time that people have kind of lost sight of what sovereignty meant and, and, and what it should mean to them today? Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Sovereignty is, is understanding that you own your own body and mind. It's yours. I mean, anybody who says that they own it, well, they're turning you into a slave. And since you own that body, what you choose to do with that body that involves just you or other consenting adults, well, that's your fucking business. Right. Um, it's your body, and it's the other people's bodies. So, you know, if you choose to sit alone at home and smoke weed, well, fuck me, that's your right. It's your body. Um, or shoot up heroin or, or whatever. Now, you're also responsible for the results of your, your actions with your body. And, you know, if you smoke 10 packs of cigarettes a day and you're dying of lung cancer, you can't go and knock on somebody's door like the government and say, help me. No, I mean, you chose to do that. It's your, it's your burden. Um, so uh, along with individual sovereignty comes responsibility uh, for your own actions. And this is what people don't like, which is why it's much better to give up that sovereignty to some uh, apparently benign power like the U.S. government uh, that tells you how to live and what to do, you know, what to think even. <clears throat> what's right and what's wrong, um, so on. Yeah, so you see this happen quite a bit 
through various channels of social media. Now, you're somewhat active in Twitter. What kind of opinion do you have as overall as far as social media goes and, and people's privacy and how they seem to be just kind of freely giving it away? Again, going back to this idea of sovereignty, it's your choice to do so, but do you think people are really aware of, of the privacy leaks that, that they, they provide these huge corporate entities in the government? I, you know, I'm, I'm, a, um, I'm a computer security expert, and I can tell you now, 100%, there is no privacy. You have none. I don't care. Unless you disconnect electronically from the world uh, and throw away your, your Apple watches um, and any other electronic thing and live alone in the woods uh, where, and in a location where they can't put an invisible laser bouncing off your window to hear what you're saying to yourself, then there is no privacy. I promise you, there's none. So, um, Rather than talk about, oh, people are infringing on our privacy, we've got to have some privacy to be infringed on first. Isn't that our first order of business? So how do we get privacy back? Not how do we prevent more from being taken from us, because there's no more that can be taken other right. than more, more eyes observing your life. Right, you right. Look, walk down on any street corner and, and just sit quietly and count the cameras that you can see. Well, if you can see them, they're at least... 10 times more that you can't see. And in every public building, you know, in, in some states, you, you go get your driver's license renewed and they'll tell you, we're recording everything in here. It's just so you know. It's like, well, well fuck me. Why? That's my question. What, what thing for posterity are you recording me for? Now you've traveled quite a bit, I uh, think, both out of your own personal preference and obviously for some other situations and, and circumstances. Do you? Do you have any ideas or recommendations on where on this planet you kind of feel is the most sovereign to be? Well, I don't think it matters where you are. I think it matters whether or not you you accept that personal sovereignty. I mean, I don't care where you are. You can accept it in prison and still have personal sovereignty. Um, you know, the the issue is people are voluntarily giving up their personal sovereignty. Like, the government or the media or whatever says, well, this is right, that's right, this is what you do, then that's what you do, you don't think. Um, you know, I don't know, if you're in America and you think it's an unjust government, well, walk across one of two borders, that doesn't take much. Um, or uh, stay where you are and insist on your personal sovereignty. And if you want to smoke weed in a state where it's illegal, smoke weed or whatever it is you wish to do that does not harm somebody else. That's, you can do that anywhere. Now, you got to take the responsibility of those actions. One, you might get caught by the police and deal with that, uh, what have you. But you know, if, if you don't do it, if you don't try it, if you don't take it, you won't know um, what to do. I mean, once you've accepted that truth, then your life just changes. I, I would absolutely agree with that. I've, I've spent a lot of time myself. The reason I ask that question is looking in various parts of the world for a place that's maybe more supportive once you've made that decision for yourself. Um, do you see Latin America as, as an environment that has future potential as being more open-minded to people accepting their sovereignty? In America? Latin America. I know you've spent some time there. Uh, whoa, well, <laughs> Latin America. <laughs> is a different 
I mean, that's a different beast, my friend. In which country? I mean, I've been in every country in Latin America. Uh, I'm wanted in some of them. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, uh, it depends on uh, uh, what what you mean exactly. I mean, for artistic freedom, I, you know, definitely something like Argentina. Um, for um, you know, the free access to drugs on well, Mexico, but then you're allowed to get whacked by a drug dealer or or someone standing in line behind you. I mean, you, you don't have a clue. You know, I think America, the USA, is a good place for us all to start. I mean, it, it has a constitution that's one of the finest ever created. Uh, we just demand, please God, that our politicians adhere to it. End of story. And so does it frustrate you? It's, it seems that you're very patriotic still, despite some of the things you've had to deal with. Does it frustrate you that it's, it's kind of difficult, if not impossible at this point, for you to kind of be in America? It, America is my home. Janice is home. I mean, it, it's where, <clears throat> where I was raised. You know, went to grade school, high school, had my first date, my first job, got married, had kids. Um, progress through life. I guess my fucking home, and, and so not being able to be there. Well, yeah, that, that's not just frustrating. It's not, not even frustrating. It, it's simply sad. So, in the event that you get nominated, yeah, Janice, Janice, please. I just, I just added. It's very sad, actually. Sometimes. Sometimes, but other times we're fine. Yeah. Well, yeah, again, I guess it goes back to the sovereignty. Like, if by choice you want to be somewhere else, then by all means, but. It's, I, I, would, I would agree that it's, it's frustrating that you, you can't come back to your home. Now, what's the main reason for that? Is, is it the, the fact that you, the, the outstanding taxes, or is it a number of things? I mean, uh, first of all, I mean, we, we, okay, we uh, published two weeks ago uh, a, um, an email from Google saying that Janice's account had been monitored <coughs> by the, the, the Tennessee Department of Revenue. Um, and that they couldn't tell us until now. I don't know why they couldn't tell us until now. But I, I'd known that, and obviously I didn't get one, so you know mine's still being monitored. Um, the, there was a grand jury convened on the 22nd of January of this year, uh, alleging Janice and I and, and four other people uh, were involved in all kinds of nefarious acts, none of which is true. Um, simply, they just want to shut me up. I mean, I've, I trashed the IRS. I trashed the SEC. Uh, I advise people on if, if you believe taxes are illegal, then here's how not to pay them with cryptocurrency, using it. Um, I'm, I'm rude to them. They just want to shut me up. Now, if no one was listening, no one would give a shit. But people are, some of them. And so the IRS, I know the IRS is after me. Um, I've already heard that the SEC has been uh, filing subpoenas with every crypto company that I've ever worked with. Um, so that's two agencies. God knows who else. I think everybody in the government. So, except for the, the per, except for the person in charge of the uh, driver's license office in Tennessee, they they like me, but that's the only one. Well, hopefully, you already got your driver's license. So you don't have to go back for that. So, you know, looking at cryptocurrencies obviously you're a huge advocate of that is this something on a platform like a uh, as a presidential candidate would that be a big part of the message that you would try to get out is is the power of cryptocurrency the, the power that it gives back to, to well, yeah. my goal is just to wake people up and free them from 
from a pyramidal power structure, which is the most powerful that the world has ever seen, and that's America. Um, and yes, crypto can free you. Think about this. Fiat currencies control every aspect of your life. Without the U.S. dollar or the Japanese yen or the euro, you can't buy food, pay rent, buy a car, send your kids to school, get medical care, nothing. And right. so the person or agencies that control the fiat currency control you. They can increase the supply, making your money less valuable, your hard-earned work uh, less meaningful. Uh, they can monitor it through the central banks, how much you make, where you're spending it, when and to whom. Um, so as long as we are slaves to that fiat currency controlled by some other agency, then we're just slaves. We're economic slaves, believe it or not. Um, so cryptocurrency for the first time is offering people, I think, the chance to escape that bureaucratic nightmare that's been on our shoulders uh, for almost 100 years now. And keep in mind, crypto came from the people. It didn't come from IBM or some secret government program. No, no. We know the, the, the potential players and every, every part that they played. It's ordinary people who developed them. Right people, yes. But people of the people not of the government, of the secret program, or of the corporation. First time in 75 years this has happened for at least a world-changing technology like the blockchain. So we have to keep it for ourselves. We have to. We, we can't buy into the governments. You can't do this with it. Uh, right. We're banning it. India's banning the use of all crypto. It doesn't matter. People are still using it. It's not like trying to ban weed or ban alcohol. It can't be done. I mean, Pandora's box has been opened, and that shit's not going back inside. So stay the course and get some courage and do what you have to do, people. So, yeah, to, to the point of, uh, if you don't mind, a couple, a couple more questions related to cryptocurrency. So it seems that it was obviously born out of this financial oppression, and governments are not going to give up the power that they have with fiat currency so easily. No. Do you think that that further reach to kind of shut cryptocurrency down is only going to add fuel to its growth? Well, first of all, parts of it you can no longer shut down. You can't shut down the blockchain and, and most of the blockchains. Too many people, too many nodes, too much happening, impossible to stop. Um, you can say it's illegal to use it, but people are going to anyway. Uh, uh, governments will say you must use our cryptocurrency, the new crypto dollar. Uh, you can refuse to do that. They're not going to know. Um, privacy coins and distributed exchanges have freed us or will free us very soon uh, from any type of government control. And from that point on, uh, it's up to us. Are we going to use it properly? Use it at all? Uh, we're just going to sit around and hold coins hoping that they increase in value. You know, that's, the, that's the choice we have to make people. Do you think the, hyper, the, the hyperbole around the price, for, exa for example, Bitcoin, and even your self-sufficient you think some of that hyperbole, is it beneficial to Bitcoin in the, the kind of the hype around the price? Or do you think it kind of scares people away because it seems a little too good to be true? Well, listen, the, the one million prediction is based on some just obvious mathematics. You've got mm -hmm. um, 
maximum of 21 million coins, 17 million have already been mined, 7 million have been lost, and we're losing more every day than we're mining. Right. Meanwhile, Bitcoin is expanding in its usage. People are actually using Bitcoin. So you have something which is increasing dramatically, and supply is headed toward almost zero. You tell me what, what the end product is going to be. And I've just anticipated that by the middle of next year, smart people have gone, well, fuck me. That's right. I never considered that. An eternally diminishing supply right. and an eternally growing demand. Now, if it's not a million dollars by the end of next year, then, then two plus two isn't four. Right. I agree with you on that. So tell me a little bit about McAfee Dex. Uh, how is that project going and, and how can people you know, support and get involved with it? Well, it's, it's in beta version now. We have um, uh, all the uh, coins on the Ethereum blockchain, all the ERC-20s, all the way to the ERC-1440s. They're all there. Um, we're adding uh, the Tron blockchain on November 8th. Uh, first of the year, we're going to be adding Binance, uh, EOS, and NEO. Um, and then the second quarter, we'll be doing cross-chains between all of these. Um, and then we'll, we'll come out with our production release. We're going to be in beta until the, the first uh, week of the second quarter of next year. Um, it's a very unique exchange in that we don't charge anything to list. There's a button at the top of the screen. You say, add new token, and you put in the technical specs, and you're listed. Um, That's awesome. We... Um, we keep no information. We don't ask any information. There's nothing for us to keep. We don't ask who you are, your name, your email, uh, nothing. You know, no documents are required. Um, just log on and start trading. Um, so by the second quarter of next year, we will have the full functionality of finance on a truly decentralized, distributed exchange. It's decentralized because it's on the blockchain. We've got nothing to do with it. It's, we put it there. It's open source now. Do what you want with it. Uh, and it's um, distributed because we have a portal architecture where anybody for $395, because it takes us two days to put it together. We, you have, you've got a, a domain name. Tell us what it is. Give us your, your credentials. We'll build it and change your credentials so that we can't get in again. And that's it. We already have 13 up and running in less than two weeks. Um, and hopefully we'll have a hundred by the end of the year and by the end of next year, uh, a couple of thousand. How are you going to shut down a couple of thousand? I mean, if the government takes away the McAfeeDex.com name, I, who cares? I mean, we, we've got 2000 other portals. So that's an, that's an incredible idea because this is really, again, the, the decentralized aspect of, of crypto as a whole. Can you explain that one more time? Anyone who, with a website who wants to kind of host this exchange can reach out to you and participate in yeah, that. <coughs> yeah, you, well, you have, to, you have to agree to actually promote your website if we're going to go to the problem and build it for you. But yeah, no, so you get yourself a domain name. I don't care. We don't care what it is. We don't care where you're located. We don't care, you know, where you get your name, the domain name. Um, we then, you get the exact uh, McAfeeDex.com interface so you get to choose your color and put your logo on it of course and take the McAfee decks off uh, and then you're just like every all the traffic that comes to your portal you get a half a percent of the total transaction 
not a, not a half percentage of the, of the the fees, but of the total transaction. And then the other percentage is is shared among uh, the original founders of the project. Uh, in turn, there's the foundation that most of it goes to, but in any case, it, it's nothing. I mean, it's a $395. It takes two days, and you've got your own decks. I think that's awesome. That's, that's great. That, that Lowering that barrier to entry is something I'd like to see happen more in the crypto blockchain space because it's still so hard for the average person to kind of compete with these early players. Um, now, being a technology security expert, are there any particular tokens um, or hardware, VPN hardware that you you kind of recommend as as being the best as far as privacy? Uh, you know, the privacy and security. When you talk about hardware, I, you're including wallets in my mind, which is security right. and privacy. And I think Bitfi is the the most secure in terms of wallets. Um, in terms of software, there is no software security anymore. Never, you know, not not for 15 years has there been any. Uh, you just have to use your common sense. You know, if you've got a wallet, don't you put it on the same phone uh, that you do all of your work on, you know, because that simply opens it up to more potential portals for people to come in and grab your shit. Right. Um, com- common sense. As I mentioned earlier that uh, we're losing more Bitcoins every day than we're mining. Why? People can't, they keep forgetting their 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 codes, their, their passwords, their... Um, you take these things and write them down somewhere and make 50 copies and put one on, you know, bury one under a rock, but, but good God, people, you know, and, and in some of these cases, large amounts of money, millions of dollars in some cases, people can't. And how do I know? I'm the person they come to going, oh my God, you're my last resort. I know you know how to retrieve these. And I was like, you know, listen, I, I, I hate to disappoint you, <laughs> but they are, they are irretrievable. Interesting. So I know you got to go, but I got a couple quick questions for you, kind of more off the cuff. Um, do you, would you would you say you have a, a personal philosophy about how to live your life? I mean, you have a, a very intriguing history, um, you know, very successful young entrepreneur. Um, you know, you're, you're very free with how you live your life. Do you say you have a particular philosophy? Well, yeah, that's a very simple philosophy, really. I think all philosophies should be, and that is do what you love and nothing else. If you find yourself doing something and you're not loving it, then why the fuck are you doing it? I mean, what if this is all you get? What if this is only one life? Um, and, you know, at the end, you look back and go, Jesus, God, I wasted most of my life doing shit I didn't want to do. You don't want to be that person. You, know, you want to be the person that, yeah, well, it's ups and downs, but I did every fucking thing I wanted. And when I was unhappy, I left the unhappiness. You know, with that being said, if you don't mind me asking, is there anything, do you have a, a personal regret, anything that stands out that you'd like to have a do-over nothing. on? I regret nothing, neither would I change a single instant of my life. That's awesome. John, one last question. I know you're a big fan of Scotch whiskey and whiskey in general, as am I. Is there a particular uh, one that you prefer, is there a particular cocktail that you go to that perhaps going forward we could refer to as the McAfee? Oh, well, you know, you shouldn't make too many drinks with scotch. Scotch should be, I mean, unless it's really piss for scotch, you know, Johnny Walker or Pinch or something like that. But if you've got a, a real good um, um, what's, what's single your go, malt. What's your go-to? What's your go-to single malt? Uh, Glenfiddich 18. I think that's it. 
uh, when I'm feeling special, Glenn Moranji, 30. Um, I can't afford more than that. So uh, <laughs> I would say Glenn Fittich, 18. Good all-round single malt scotch. Uh, make sure you add water, uh, no ice cubes. Uh, pour nothing in it unless you're really feeling weird. In this case, do what you want. Um, and sit back and sip slowly. All right. Hey, John, before we, we let you go, what's the best way people can keep in touch with you? I know you've got a number of websites. I know you're active on Twitter. Uh, what are some recommended uh, points of contact for you? Yeah, see, that's a difficult one. Um, uh, do you have open DMs, Mr. Jones? Okay. Uh, you can go to um, uh, at Mrs. Is that right? No. At the Mrs. McAfee. Is that right? The Mrs. McAfee, right? At the, with two E's, T-H-E-E. Uh, she has open DMs and DM her. Uh, that's, I think that's the best way. Awesome. And then you have um, McAfee 2020 is your presidential campaign website. Um, is there anything yes. people should look for when they go there? Well, McAfee2020.com is my official website. Um, you know, you're not going to find any more there than you found on this podcast talking with me. But yeah, if, you've, if you're bored and feel like you've got nothing better to do, then that's my, my website. And I thank you very much, sir, for, for uh, having me on. I appreciate you as well. And for 2020, any last messages for people who support your cause, both in the sovereignty movement, your presidential campaign, and just cryptos in general? What's the message for 2020? The message would be the same for everybody, and and it's not, you know, uh, you know, help me or get behind me. It's just get off your ass and 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 do something with your life and look at the world around you. It's fucked up. All right, thank you. Hey, John, appreciate it, man. You take care. We'll be in touch. All right. Thank you for listening to the Money MBA podcast with your host Jonathan Katzmita. It's also my pleasure. See to it that decent, hardworking people in this community aren't robbed blind by a pack of money-mad pirates. To access more great content, visit us online at moneymba.com. That's where the money is. And more than that, control. There's only one person in the world to decide what I'm going to do, and that's me. And I am deadly serious about that. That's it. I'm done. <laughs>